What's going on, everybody? It is Danny Pomploon, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions Summer Series. So I'm hoping everyone had a good 4th of July, if you're even in the United States and celebrate 4th of July, and or even if you celebrate the 4th of July period. Um, but yeah, hope everyone had a really good 4th of July weekend. I know I did. I was able to have some downtime, which is pretty random and really rare uh, for me, but I got to hang out and chill out by the beach, And uh, although it was a really cold beach because San Francisco. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have some downtime, hang out with some friends, and chill out for a bit. So this week we're coming at you with, again, our Shut Up in Yoga and the Yogi Misfit Sessions Summer Series Collaboration. It has been such a great time to record these episodes. The writers over at Shut Up in Yoga are just extremely brilliant. They're super smart. And if you didn't hear it in the last episode, like the, it, the whole platform is really awesome because they don't have just these random like top 10 tips for yogis or any of that they really have conversations that i think we all want to have or at least we're all thinking about so like just really big kudos and shout out to them for really not even saying pushing the envelope i would say but having the real conversations that we all want to have the shut up and yoga team has been really awesome and super just like all about everything that we're doing over here at the yogi misfit session so it's been really 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 fun to to collab and play with them this summer if you happen to be in San Francisco uh, this coming weekend, um, July 12th through the 14th, I've got a three-day asana tune-up immersion. So it's called Nerd Alert, and we're going into asana anatomy and alignment. What we're doing is we're breaking down some of um, your favorite poses and what I like to call the gateway poses to all the other poses in, in yoga. And we start to understand how the anatomy works and why it works so that it fits in your body and not just these generalized cues that teachers throw out and blah, 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 the stuff that you just kind of hear over and over again. So we're going to nerd out for three days. Um, it's going to be hosted at Yoga Tree. Um, you can come in, hang out. You can sign up beforehand. There's still a few spots left, so you can always um, show up as well. And you can find that information um, in the show uh, notes below. There's a link. You can click on it. And the other thing that I want to remind y'all is the email is about to drop for flight school. So if you haven't heard me talk about this yet, I'm doing a five-week video course of arm balances. Um, I've got crow pose. I've got side crow. I got ekapada kunyasana one and two. Um, and then there's a bonus 10 minute video for warm up and a bonus 10 minute video for cool down as well. Um, and it's just something I put together um, as a little gift um, for you yogis out there. Uh, I do one of these maybe like once a year ish. At least I try to. Um, and this one I'm super, super proud of. I'm really happy to be uh, to be getting it out there. So if you would like to uh, get that drop when it happens in just about a week or so, um, you can put your email down at www.dannypomploon.com forward slash email. Again, that's www.dannypomploon.com forward slash email. Um, and you will get the video series. It's getting ready to come out. It's really, really, really super awesome and fun. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to share it with you. And you also get some updates um, on the podcast as well. You'll get to know when people are coming on the show. And uh, yeah, any fun stuff that we just have um, happening 
at the Yogi Misfit sessions. Um, I think that's all the reminders and recaps for uh, for you guys. I can't believe we are officially in the middle of. By the time you listen to this, it's going to be the middle of almost July, kind of, sort of, or pretty close to anyway. We're like halfway through, um, yeah, our, our our summer series sessions uh, 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 officially as of this episode drop. Uh, anyway, hope you guys are enjoying your summer. Hope you are having a kick-ass week. And without further ado, here comes the Yogi Misfit Sessions, session two with Paul McQuillan. And we talk about false gurus in yoga. One more time, big shout out to Shut Up and Yoga. Enjoy the show. Paul. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here, Danny. I'm so excited to have, like everyone that I've talked to from Shut Up and Yoga for the summer series has been really, really, really interesting to, uh, you guys get to share your writings all the time. And so it's yeah. nice to hear your guys' voice behind the writing as well. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful to have that platform for sure. And, uh, and it's, and it has an edgy aspect to it. Just shut up in yoga. That's what's wonderful about it. It's not a, it's not just a yoga love in, we hit the dark side and that keeps it interesting. Yeah. To- yeah. I'm starting to, uh, I'm starting to pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, imp- it's important because we can wax poetic about a topic like yoga and to we're blue in the face, but I mean, we're human beings and we all uh, have those, we have so many different colors and, and some of those colors are, well, they're dark and unsavory. And so I, I think it's important to, to delve into that and to be brave uh, about it. Like I, I always say, I, it, it makes us vulnerable and, and staying vulnerable is actually ironic, very courageous. So uh, if you can lead with vulnerability, it's like you're, you're being courageous. And I think that uh, Anastasia who runs Shut Up and Yoga has set that, um, that template nicely for people to be free to speak their minds and, and, uh, and, you know, and, and explore difficult subjects. Yeah. I mean, it's super, it's not only super smart, but it's also like, it's, it's, it's much needed. It needs to happen. A lot of the conversations that, um, you know, something Sarah and I were talking about who I had on the show or, you know, she was on the first episode, but you know, it's a lot of the stuff that we see in publications is like five tips to your hips, like, <laughs> you know, just random things that people, yeah. people, people want to have these other conversations in yoga. They really do. Absolutely. And they're just not doing it because there's no space for it to happen. And so I think that yeah, uh, Shut I, Up and Yoga is doing a really good job at presenting that. I think it's kind of like being in a, a doctor's office and as you know, the doctor just prescribes you a medication as opposed to sitting you down and saying, hey, what's going on? How's your family? How's your relationships? What's, what's, what's right. really going on here? And, and then and getting to the root of the problem and working with that as opposed to just um, taking care of symptoms. So I, I, I think with yoga, because it's such a... Um, well, again, because it has such a broad scope and so many aspects, so many facets to it, I think it's important to delve, delve deep and explore all of those as opposed to just skimming the surface, which can be pretty boring after a little while, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, no, no kidding. No kidding. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, the whole yoga world in itself is a trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. And I mean, I, I own a, st- a yoga studio. The fact, that, the fact that I get to tell people I'm a yoga teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and it, but it, what's funny about that is sometimes when you 
when, when you put forth that label of being a yoga teacher, automatically people attach that to being a medical doctor. They attach it to you being, um, well, I'd say a, a vegan. I don't know if you eat meat. I do. But I mean, yeah, I, same. Yeah. And there's, so there's, they, they attach it to so many, um, to, to Buddhist principles, maybe even to religion, which is dangerous. And, and suddenly you're put on this pedestal and you might not uh, be an expert in any of those fields. And, and often we're not, most yoga teachers aren't, aren't doctors. Um, we might not even be, it's, it's great if we delve into anatomy and know as much about it as we can as yoga teachers, but sometimes we don't have the kind of uh, depth of knowledge that a doctor or a chiropractor, we haven't had that kind of schooling. We've just gone through a program to teach yoga and we're take care, taking care of a collective energy and bodies in a room. And that's, uh, that's what we do. But, but people are asking you questions afterwards. And I, I just like to embrace the three words. I don't know, you know, because if I, if I'm blurry or on it at all, I say, I don't know, but I can find out because I have a lot, I have a network of people around me that can, that know these things. We're also like not only just yoga teacher, but sometimes we're you know, and doctor, but then you're like therapist and then mm. people expect you to be all these other things that we're just not, you know, yeah. what we're trained for is to like in the asana class, that is what, that is what we're there to do is teach an asana based class. Absolutely. And our values might be different than almost every other person in the room. And that's not to say that our, our values are loftier or better. Um, they might be different. And so it gets dangerous if we start preaching in a linear fashion you know, as we're teaching in yoga class or we're talking to somebody after a yoga class because everybody has different values. And I mean, I live in Toronto and Toronto is, is the most multicultural city in the world. It has, um, in terms of all the different cultures that are represented in Toronto, you just have to look in a yoga class to see how, um, how diverse it is. And it's, I really embrace that. I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing, but with that diversity, of course, comes a lot of different values, a lot of different opinions. And, and, uh, I think that needs to be embraced too. And so if we start getting, yeah, we, we start getting too pitchy with regards to uh, what our values are or what our, our beliefs are, if we have those, then, uh, it gets a little bit dangerous. And so we want to, cause we want to stay open to everything. I mean, that's synonymous with, with yoga itself, right? Opening everything up. And so, I mean, that's what, that's what I like to do. So I, I'm completely fine with, with the, I don't know principle in, and uh, because I don't want people to think to put me on a pedestal, that's a lot of pressure. We don't like that pressure, do we? <laughs> no, no. And also, if you put yourself up on a pedestal and you fall down, you take everyone else that's underneath you, like with you, you end up taking everybody down. So true. And I, I think that um, leading with, uh, like I said, vulnerability and, and humility is a very Im important aspect of because uh, we do have to lead. Let's not um, be elusive with regards to that. As a yoga teacher, you are a leader and people are looking up to you and look at, looking to you. But you can lead with um, the, in a peer-based sense where we're all, of course, we're all equals in that room. But somebody, yes, somebody has to lead. Um, but it doesn't need to be uh, self-righteous and it doesn't need to be sanctimonious and and I think that that's, that's really important. And then, and then ironically, um, you become a better leader, a better yoga teacher, because everybody can meet you in a more common place. Totally. Absolutely. 100%. Do you feel like ever, like ever, like, you know, people start to glorify yoga teachers and turn them into these gurus? Oh yeah, absolutely. Or the, 
yoga teacher turns himself into one, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like both, um, uh, they, and it doesn't serve anyone, but I, I've, I've been in situations like that, of course, because I mean, I went through the Bikram yoga training. So, um, that was, I, I, I guess we could call him the host of something like that, <laughs> Bikram Chowdhury, right? um, all the things that have gone down with that man. But, um, he definitely put himself in that position of, of self-righteous guru and, um, almost in a dictator kind of fashion, very militant. And it was interesting to be a part of and watch, but not, not be, um, influenced or be so impressionable as to become a part of that cult aspect because I was there to learn the yoga and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to, um, uh, endorse uh, any kind of tribal energy uh, aspect. But in retrospect, I look back and I'm like, hmm, I drank the Kool-Aid a little bit for sure. I absolutely did. And, but the more I look back on that, the, <laughs> the, the more I look back on that, Danny, the more I resent it, right. The more remorse I have because I, and maybe shame, um, sure. you know, just because it made me, uh, it, it stripped me, of my agency and for in that time period. And now I, I know what I've built up and what values I have now and, and that I don't know things and that there isn't just one way, there's many ways and, and uh, all, all these things that I've learned. And I look back and I'm like, wow, but I was very influenced. I was very impressionable. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. Like I, I am, because when I came back, I realized that I was teaching with that impression with, with that energy. And I didn't really find my teaching style or, or in a healthy respect for a couple of years, I was doing what he did. I was doing this militant kind of style of teaching and, and, uh, and being very, um, uh, forthright and difficult with people like, and, and pushing them in ways that they should not be pushed. And so it's hard not to attach that to, um, some shame and, and resentment. And then, and then of course I evolved and I'm happy that I'm out of that place. And then I, now I can be in a room and I can, I can see people a different way and, and actually help them, which of course is the objective from the very beginning. Right. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. What do you think happens to these teachers where they start to glorify themselves? Like why, why do you think this happens? I think it starts in childhood. <laughs> I think like, like everything does, right. There's a, there's a certain amount of, um, there's a desire and a neediness there that has to be fulfilled and they find a platform for it. They, and unfortunately it's at the expense of hundreds of people of, of their students or people who perhaps come across as even having less agency than the teacher themselves. And so they're impressionable and then it starts a vicious, vicious cycle. Yeah. So I think it's egoic, right? Like it's one of those things because you get a lot of, you, you get a lot of, um, uh, of credit, a lot of, uh, a lot of room to move as a yoga teacher. People do look up to you. They, they also see you as being open feeling wise. And so they, they jump on, maybe they, they, there's a, a gap, something missing in their life. And then they come to yoga and they start to feel these different things. And then they share, and then they just want to listen to this one person. And again, it takes them on a linear path that isn't necessarily healthy. But why do people just let it keep going and going and going? I don't know. That's a good question because 
but I do think that there's more of a collective consciousness and a change that's coming about. And I see people, um, taking the wheel themselves uh, more and more or, but what I, what I actually have seen evolve over the years is people are asking more questions. And I think that's really important because I mean, when we were in training, we weren't really allowed to ask questions. We were just talked at, not to or with, um, and, and that, that just made us disappear. Like, I, I don't know about you, like whenever I was an actor for 30 years and whenever I came across a director who had a militant style, I disappeared. You couldn't get the creativity out of me because I became insecure. And so then they weren't getting the best of me. And, but when I had a director who was, um, comforting and, and, and very supportive and wanted me to be the best, like truly authentically wanted me to be the best that I could be, then I would shine. And the same comes with mm-hmm. a yoga teacher, because if you're just, if they're spouting off like anatomy stuff and, and showing just how smart they are in a room, there's one example, then everybody just gets intimidated. Right. And then, so they can't meet them. They right. don't ask them questions because they're like, Oh, this person's on a whole other level. I'm just embarrassed to be in the room with them. That's, and I know that's how some people think. And, uh, and so then, and then it, then it feeds the yoga teacher as well. And then the yoga teacher's like, yeah, I'm pretty amazing. So just <laughs> I'm kind of untouchable. And then it manifests from there. <laughs> so, so everybody manifests this energy that is not conducive to healing. And uh, it's kind of fascinating, but I do on a more positive note, I do think that it's changing. I, I think people are, 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 uh, are taking more initiative and asking more questions and starting to understand their bodies and starting to understand the philosophies behind, behind yoga. I'm, uh, I run a teacher training at my studio. We, we have some pretty frank discussions, very personal discussions about personal things. And it always stays in the room, but we develop a trust for each other and, and a, and a safe place where they can open up to each other and to me. And they know that it's, it's going to be nurtured and that it's going to help their growth. And it's not, a, a, there's no condemnation attached to it. They have that space, that safe space where it can actually, the, the, the conversation can be tossed back and forth without one person being the higher than the other. Yes, absolutely. You said it perfectly. And I think that that's the ideal, right? It's not necessarily what's happening across the play, across the board, but, but that, that would be, um, our modus operandi for sure. I think that when, when we enter a room, we were in, uh, we're leading uh, essentially a lot of people and not just in the yoga room outside of it. If you're a yoga teacher or yoga studio owner, um, you're, you need to foster an energy that is conducive to healing and safety and well-being, all of these things that, that can help people grow. And if you're not doing that and you're just standing on a platform and, and showing people how great you are and your other teachers are and that sort of thing, then that's not, it's not helpful. And so I think that there is there, the more that we create the space for them to ask questions, even difficult questions and, and to feel safe, then, then everybody wins. The teacher wins. Cause you learn too. We forget that. And well, you know, this, that we're learning all the time from our students, right? The conversations that we have with them, the things Always. we see in the room. Yeah. The energy of a room is so alive and, and, uh, and how, we can't, we, as we know, scientifically, we can't change energy, but we can mold it and we can understand it. And we walk into a room, you don't just dictate a class based on every other class you taught. It's different. The energy's live. You feel it. You feel it from the people. You feel where they are and you go, okay, I guess this is what we're working with today. Let's move forward with this. And, and that acceptance, and they feel it too, because they, they don't feel like, like robots. Hey, now that I got you here for a little break... 
Um, on New Year's, Rocky, Heron, and I, we do Dharma Dudes together. We are hosting a retreat down in Todos Santos, which is the southern tip of Baja, Mexico. So we're going to spend five days there hanging out, doing some yoga. We'll do some goal setting. Um, the whole process of the week is going to be the five days anyway. It's going to be releasing some of the past and calling in the things that we want into our future and really focus on building a sustainable sadhana practice. That's like a home yoga practice. There are still a few spots left. Um, and if you'd like to sign up for our retreat, come hang out with us for five days. Listen to our banter in real life. Who knows? We might even do a real life uh, podcast while you guys are there. Um, you can sign up um, in the link below in the show notes. We would love to spend New Year's with you and uh, you know celebrate the New Year in a fun, awesome, and amazing way. All right, let's get back to the show. Do you feel like, I, I mean, I feel like this could easily turn into, I mean, not only with the guru thing, but almost people become addicted to this kind of, the first this guru thing, but then they get addicted to like this yoga thing and, and the kind of call, I don't want to, do I want to say cultish, but this almost, yeah. and this deeper, darker sense of community that can always happen in any type of community. Mm -hmm. I think two things happen when people come into a yoga studio often and they haven't done yoga. And I, I think one is that they, uh, they do that. They'll either deify it, like glor glorify it and put it, put it up there and, and be intimidated by it. And they walk in and they're like, Oh my God, all these, these, these guys are uh, like eating grass and smoking weed and just, and, and chanting. And they're, they're also mm -hmm. incredibly in touch with themselves, which we know isn't the case. So <laughs> a lot of us are just a complete mess. And, and that's the great thing about it, right? We can make space for that. Right. Or on the other hand, it's bastardized, right? It's, it's, it's bastardized because, um, uh, it's condemned for being um, something something that it's not, and people don't go into a yoga studio because they're they're intimidated in a, in, in a different way. They think that maybe it's ambassadorized too much in Western culture, um, and so they shun it, and then they can't get benefits from it because they they they're condemning it before they, they've even started, based on what they're seeing in things like social media, or through religion, or all those things that really shouldn't be attached to yoga, but but are, and then, uh, you, you don't see people coming out of the gate to even try it. And that's why I, I know for my studio, the biggest thing that we try to in, impart to people is that, Hey, you know what, wherever you are, we can meet you here and it's going to be fine. You're going to be safe. And it's only yoga. I mean, how many times, I don't know if you say that I say that in class all the time, guys. Yeah. Let's just relax. It's guys. It's only yoga. Who cares? <laughs> like, like, it's just, you know, we're not, we're not saving the world with it yet. But we're on a, we're on a path to do so. Hopefully, we'll see. But I think that those are the two dangers. I like to I like to remind people that I, like you know I, like when they're work, you can just see it in their faces when people are like squishing their muscles in their face. I'm like, why are you working so hard for not saving lives in here? Like we're not this is not an ER. Exactly. Right. That's what, that's, what's funny. And, and that's why I, one of my favorite lines is that afterwards when people are asking me about certain ailments and I just say, okay, I'm not a doctor <laughs> and I don't know what's happening with that, but I know that this stretch might help and this one probably won't. You should stay away from that. But, um, yeah, so that, that kind of seriousness, that, um, 
happens in the class. I mean, we, I teach, we teach mostly hot yoga here. It's vinyasa and Bikram and, and that sort of thing. And so uh, there's an A-type personality and I'm in downtown Toronto. So there's accountants and lawyers. So I attach that to, they're already A-type personalities. They're intense uh, beings and they're walking in and then they're doing an innately difficult series in a very hot room. That's a lot of seriousness going on, right? <laughs> so yeah. you, you yeah. want to try, uh, to dismantle that with whatever levity you can, with whatever lightness and perspective, like you said, it's only yoga. So I'm, um, you know, adding that perspective is is key. I, I, making that a part a part of the formula for the energy of the room and and your teaching style. I think that's for me. I think that's really important. What do you say to the people that are out there that might have a little bit of a jaded experience or? let's say, you know, they're kind of a little bit weary about going into yoga because of the Bikrams, because of, you know, all of that, because they see these people fall into these patterns. What do you, what do you say to those people who are really interested in wanting to go into it, but are kind of like, eh? Yeah. I'd say, I just say, um, we're not all like that, but you can go to a, a really bad doctor and he can, he can give you some terrible advice or some bad medication and go to a bad chiropractor who doesn't know how to adjust you properly. And so it, by the same nature, you can go to a bad yoga studio. You can have a bad yoga class with a bad teacher. It's just part of this world. There's, there's people who suck at their profession in every single realm, right? And yoga teachers are not immune. So I, mm -hmm. I'd say that they do their research and find out who, you know, uh, and, and how they feel. I think they're, I think we're, we need to put more weight on instincts. Like when they walk in or when they're taking the class, how do they feel about the other people in the room, the energy of the room, the energy of the teacher, the environment even. Um, has has a good energy been cultivated in in that place and to trust those instincts and go someplace else if you if you're not feeling it but that to disregard the obviously thousands of years of research and we're catching up scientifically now but thousands of years of of i guess just testimonials but now science is catching up to the yoga for the yoga and its benefits to not um dismiss it so quickly but to just do more research more exploration and you're going to hit a pocket it's very wise and very smart too not to just get tainted because some people messed it up because there's, there is a lot of really good out there and there is a lot of, you know, there are really a lot of, um, well-rounded and just down to earth teach. What I like to say, you know, and I want to remind people in my teacher training is like good leaders create more leaders and not followers. That's a great expression. I love that one. Yeah, absolutely. Danny. And, and, uh, I think, I mean, we've all been a part of a bad relationship, but do we never have another relationship after it? <laughs> Can we try again? Right. We all want that, that good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, it's one of those, just pick yourself up and dust yourself off kind of principles where you just, um, yeah, move on, find and, and find something that feels right for you. And it can be even a good yoga studio or even a good yoga teacher, but it might not feel right. So go with your instincts, keep, keep trying. But, um, again, I, I would say it's out there. It is. There's some really good yoga teachers and there's people who are doing a lot of great. I'm sure you're one of them. And, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see because we're here to serve, right? Essentially like all of us, not just yoga teachers, but we're here to serve and we're all trying to find our why. And when we find it, happiness ensues. So if we can, if our, if we can help people, then we're doing our jobs. I couldn't agree more. And I, I, I think it's important to just to, to, to be said and to, to, to say this out loud, to always keep ourselves as teachers in check, to keep our egos in check 
make yeah. sure that we're checking in with people that are going to call us on our bullshit. Make sure that we have those people that are going to, you know, make just make sure that our feet are connected to the ground. Yeah, and you know what? You can tell by like I don't. We don't know each other. We've we've just met you and I, but I can tell by listening to your voice that you already have humility and compassion instilled within your personality. So the thing is, if I came to you and I wanted to meet, uh, like I want to come, I want to meet the yoga teacher. Who's the yoga teacher? And I would know from thirty seconds in that I'm like, oh, I'm in good hands with this guy. I would know that, right? So I think uh, people can, can do that. Talk, talk. You'll know right away. You really will. Our our, our instincts are good. So and then um, and then you know uh, obviously exploring with other people too. Not just yeah, people get stuck with one yoga teacher, and and uh, I think that's a little dangerous as well. That um, you you need to feel all the different facets of what people have to offer. And shop. Shop for yoga teachers because yeah. there's so many out there. Exactly. And because, again, it's no different than any other profession. You shop online and you, you have a certain amount of discernment. And, and so you do the same. That's awesome. Paul, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. And again, talking about some of the things that people really don't want to talk about. Oh, well, I, it's, a, it's a true pleasure, Danny. And then keep doing all the good things you're doing. It's, it's, a, it, it's been a joy. Uh, I will continue to spread this message and this voice to as many people as possible. Amazing. I love it. (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you. Until the next Yogi Misfit sessions, this is Danny and Paul saying peace out. (laughs) Peace out. So that's it for this week's summer series session. It was such an honor and a pleasure to again to talk to Paul. Super smart guy. His writing is absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Paul. Um, if you guys love the show, please remember to leave a review on iTunes. Um, it'll help the show grow, not only in iTunes, but in other places as well. It'll tell your friends about the show and it really does everyone a service so that I can continue to um, supply the podcast out there to you guys. So without your guys' love and support, I can't make this happen. And some of the biggest love and support that I can get from you is leaving a review on iTunes. It takes about two minutes and there's also a link down below that tells you how to do it. Until the next Yogi Misfit sessions, peace out. Peace out.